Hello, learners, and welcome to Learn On Podcast, the science show by kids for kids. I'm your host, Johnsy, and this episode was made possible with the valuable help and research of our co-founder, Sanai. So let's get started. So I'd like for you to take a moment close your eyes and visualize the most dangerous thing you think has ever existed. Okay, what do you imagine? Perhaps weapons, wars, or maybe even deadly plagues. But it turns out there's a much more dangerous and sneaky thing lurking in the times of the past. Colors. Wait, how could colors be dangerous? Well, let's explore. Today, we're going to specifically be talking about different pigments or substances that give other items their color. When you think about it, pigments are actually a really important part of our lives. For example, the pigment chlorophyll makes photosynthesis possible supporting almost every plant species and subsequently the entire food chain and life itself. We are in constant contact with pigments. Not only are they in our own bodies, but they are also present in our health and beauty products, clothing, and even foods. So since we are in close proximity with them every day, I guess you can see how pigments could dangerously affect us. But what are these dangerous pigments and how have they changed history? Well, let's explain. First stop is white. Today, we know that lead is very dangerous, and too much of it being exposed to the human body can lead to it being absorbed in our blood and other tissues. Once lead is exposed to the nervous system, or your brain and network of nerves, lead causes a variety of negative symptoms, including learning disability and high blood pressure, and in some cases, it can even be fatal. So, we avoid using lead today whenever we can. But, see, people in the past didn't know that. In fact, the term plumbing comes from the Latin word plumbum, meaning lead, because most plumbing pipes were made of this metal before. So, people had lead in their drinking water all the time. But, back to color. Lead was especially known for the beautiful white powder it created when ground up. This was used in white tempera and oil paints until the 19th century, since it was the only practical option, and was actually used in famous paintings. Plus, in the 16th and 17th century in England, people were obsessed with super pale, glowy-looking skin. So, women would regularly apply a paste made of this white powder on their faces. This led to countless cases of lead poisoning in the past, until we figured out what was causing it. And thank goodness we did. 
Okay, our next stop is green. In the 18th century, glowing green pigments known as Sheil's green, emerald green, and Paris green were introduced. These guys were added to almost everything, including fabrics, wallpaper, food decorations, soaps, and candies. Little did people know, these pigments were made of arsenic, a terrible chemical compound that directly interferes with basic mechanisms in human cells, which can also induce heart disease and cancer. Direct ex- exposure of arsenic on human skin through clothing could also lead to open chemical burns and sores that would then absorb the arsenic further. And the sad thing is people continued using this pigment everywhere until 1822 when the official recipe was published and the dangers were truly realized. Then in the 1900s, arsenic was repurposed into a pesticide for killing insects. Crazy. Another example of a dangerously green pigment is radium, discovered in 1898 by Marie and Pierre Curie. Do their names sound familiar? After it was figured out how to isolate pure radium, people fell in love with its luminous, glowy color. Many believed that it had healing properties, so it was added to medicine, food, drinks, and even beauty products like toothpaste, face creams, soaps, powders, and blush. You name it. And in the 1930s, a company called Thoradia Cosmetics created many beauty products for women in France containing radium bromide and thorium chloride, which is another radioactive element. That is, until people realized how dangerous radiation and these radioactive products could be. Now, let's look at the color purple. Purple has always been a color associated with royalty and riches, since it was very expensive to acquire. And in the past, people actually dyed their clothing purple with snail slime. Because of this expense, Almost no country flags have purple on their design either, because when coming up with these designs, people realized that it would be very expensive to constantly be printing purple textiles. Now, aniline is a toxic organic compound that reduces the ability of blood cells to carry oxygen, interfering with basic survival processes. In 1856, a guy named William Henry Perkin was trying to use aniline to create a drug to fight malaria. But instead, he accidentally ended up creating movine, a brilliant purple pigment. This was taken advantage of, and soon, aniline was used to create many different pigments with rich, deep colors that were much better and cheaper than natural coloring options at the time. So, guess what? Aniline dyes were the new trend. Like the arsenic dyes, they were used in many different places, especially clothing. But the regular exposure of aniline caused inflammation in the skin, headaches, and dizziness for the wearers because the dyes were secretly poisoning their blood. Yikes. Finally, let's look at our last color, orange. 
Many manufacturers of ceramic dinnerware used uranium oxide, an orangey pigment, when glazing their products to give them a shiny, deep, crimson-like color. At this point, people had no idea about radiation or even the risks of cancer, which was discovered much, much later. During World War II, the uranium oxide was taken away to develop bombs. But after the war in 1959, the restrictions were relaxed and uranium was back in the factories. Even today, some vintage Fiesta ware reads positive for radioactivity, which we can now detect with our modern tools, and may still have some hazardous qualities. I don't know about you, but I would definitely not eat out of a plate that has the same compounds used to create bombs. But see, people didn't realize that back then, and. Pigments are much more important and definitely more dangerous than we may have thought. But all of that is in the past. How can we avoid using dangerous pigments today? Let's evaluate. Of course, we now know that compounds like radium, uranium, arsenic, lead, aniline, and many more are terribly dangerous to humans. And even though their colors may look pretty, they have terrible risks that definitely outweigh their visual appearance. Now, we do sometimes run into minor troubles with some synthetic dyes today, and it definitely isn't recommended to eat foods with lots of coloring. Plus, scientists today are much more knowledgeable in the chemistry of colors and have learned from these tragic examples of the past. And today, there are long, extensive processes used to safely create and test the quality of different dyes today. We actually found a really helpful article to understand that, so feel free to check it out on our website located in the podcast description. Anyways, luckily today we aren't as enticed by pretty colors. So that's it for today's investigation. Well then, that concludes today's episode. Once again, I'm your host Johnsey and this is the co-founder Sanai. Thank you so much for joining this installation of our podcast. We are so happy to have you here. Feel free to tell us what you learned with a voice comment. And if you're super interested in this topic, check out our website for links to keep exploring. Anyways, thanks for being here. Until next time, learners.